Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 155. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinisky. That's me. And Janice here as well. Hello. Hi guys. Happy Pi Day. Happy Pi Day. Yes, today is Pi Day. Point one four. A pizza pie. We do, which is being split by the camera. Very, oh, perfect. All right. right. It was supposed to have a pie logo on it, but the dude burnt the pizza and then had to quickly remake it. I was the only customer there. I was going to say, I'm like, I've been to a couple restaurants and food establishments since this whole, yeah. we'll say human malware to coin the gamers yeah. nexus phrase yeah. thing has come up. And like, the people are very appreciative that they're there and there aren't many people there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, how they, anyway, whatever. It doesn't I think matter. he forgot yeah. how to make pizza. That could be. Maybe um, he's got the, the electric. Boo-boo. However, my donuts are delicious. Um, so what are those? They're basically little cinnamon rolls, but made of pesto pizza. Oh, this is Pizza Blaze. Yeah. yeah. I love this place. Yeah, it's the best. And yeah. so the donuts are my favorite because okay. they're like $3 cheaper than that pizza right there. Okay. Like it's, it's like the same <laughs> amount of calories. And it's I, I get pesto, cheese, and dough anyway. So I'm like, this is... Because I'm lactose intolerant, so... That's well, a bummer. We like yeah. Alfredo, but yeah, we found but pesto's better than red sauce. So. Yeah, and their their pesto is like vastly superior to their red sauce. So yeah, I just got a picture from a coworker in the inside of an Audi. Ugh. Why is he in there? Um, Yikes! But yeah, so I'll start prepare. off with what I'm drinking. I'm sure. drinking an oat milk latte with vanilla from Caribou. That sounds I'm pretty good. Opening and my then drink. water in my people favorite. Co- my favorite people call me Nana mug. I am Nana. Oh, I'm uh, rip headphone loud. users. So, um, <laughs> but it's not because you're a grandmother. No, it's no, Jana it's Banana it, Nana. Yeah, it's because Jana's really hard. Slowly for, degraded. Jays are very hard for children and Yana? people with weird and ac- Hispanic folks. Yeah, like it's it's just hard for people to pronounce, and so I get Nana a lot, and I grew up being called Nana, so I'm I am just Nana, even though so. like, most people. Identify that with grandma. So, um, I'm just opened up a Liftbridge Farm Girl. I am just opened up? Yes. I'm just opened up a a Liftbridge Farm Girl. He opened up for the Liftbridge. Yummy Saison. Saison. It's I love that's one of my favorite beers, not because of how it tastes, because it's impossible to drink it quickly. No, you really can't. And it's it's a, like a perfect summer beer. It's very very good. And, and it is really not summer today. You know what? It's no. uh it, it's not sub zero and there's not 8 feet of snow, so it's summer. What um, it was 27 I think when I got here. Yeah, yeah and that was like the coldest day of the week though so far. My phone says My watch said 26. It's so a 26. Know. It said 27 in the car. Um so the Twin Cities Auto Show that no, we no, were no, at. Before we do that, Patreon. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just fine. I'll cover let's that talk about and then let's hop right in. While you're doing that, I'm going to nuke my That uh, sounds donuts. like a good plan. And will you preheat the uh, Yeah, set oven? the toaster oven to like 300. We want to do it slow. Uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. When you get there, you will find two open-ended levels of potential support that you will be able to do uh, that benefits us directly. I believe the first one is $1.50 or more per month, and the other one is $5 or more per month. The $1.50 level does not come with any fringe benefits, but it does uh, make you feel better by buying us a beer approximately once per month. The $5 level will actually get you a Carbitrage t-shirt, which I have in stock as long as you are not a 4X or like extra small. So definitely head on over there and check it out. 
Um, in the future, we will hopefully have some more uh, swag for you Patreon patrons. We definitely do appreciate the ones we have. And uh, even if you don't feel like doing that, we will still keep on making the content. So <laughs> patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. We're here whether or not <laughs> you support us on Patreon because we just like talking to ourselves. Yeah, and recording it. It's a, it's a I think we've, we've found the, the ideal balance because when we recorded every Saturday, it was getting to be a bit much for me anyway. Yeah. And we, we couldn't keep up the quality either because <clears throat> right. there's we only couldn't so find much. enough stories. Well, yeah. I mean, like, we could cover all the automotive news in the world, which is fine, but, like, we want to curate it of, a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, not a lot of that was, like, really great. Um, yeah, I really like actually doing great things because, uh, you know, I, it, I take this seriously. Um, anyway, so the Twin Cities Auto Show that we were at last week. Yeah, that's where uh, I came to Thank God we from. are not there now, because actually it's closed down because of coronavirus. Um, but... Whoops, I'll have to edit my last story. I didn't even read your notes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, um, the Twin Cities Auto Show got canceled. For it the, did. For the yeah. last weekend. I think yesterday they finally were like, in order to make sure everyone stays as healthy as possible, we are effective immediately canceling the last days of the twin city auto show i mean that's not terribly surprising no. because a lot has changed i guess in the week in like the, in the week the the right week, yeah, i mean cause... it's gone from like oh it's not a big deal minnesota no cases whatever Noka county to like yeah we're basically italy 11 days ago so let's take care of this i mean yeah. schools have been closing government facilities have been closing a lot of restaurants are closing just I think it's actually. I'm even thinking about working from home, but it's yeah. it's actually really funny. A lot of people, have been, or I guess a lot of the reporters in Italy are saying, um, <laughs> "Yeah, Italy, a nation notorious for people cutting in line, has now become the Italian <laughs> personal space is the worst thing ever for this because it translates well, so they're, easily." They're like, <laughs> they're like, we've never seen Italian people. Uh follow the rules like this this is unbelievable <laughs> yeah and on the plus side pornhub.com has made their premium service free for that everyone is true. in italy so that is actually props to you, true. Pornhub. um so in the secret automotive media professionals uh collective facebook kind of group it's not really a secret it's just where a bunch of automotive just get to the punch media pro- professionals are on facebook they have a comprehensive list of everything that's not canceled in the automotive world okay and this is what the post says. It says, can we start a list of what's not canceled? One, blank space. First comment, there's a strong, comprehensive, and seemingly complete list. Well done, sir. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing that isn't canceled. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. stock market's getting timeouts, crypto's in the toilet, like everything is... Yeah, so Ryan and I are going to buy a house. Cause... That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... John and Amanda are still looking. I got links in the Discord. In fact, I'm sure you guys yeah. saw it. You're in the Discord. But I, I haven't like looked at them yet, but I see them pop up. I, I will say, I the Carpetrage Discord is surprisingly active. Yeah. yeah. I added uh, my coworker, Ryan Barton, who is actually a Patreon patron. Thank you, Ryan. Thank yeah, thank you, you Ryan. Um, I oh, added him uh, yesterday. Yeah. He's Wowcars. Yeah, he's the dude that I... Um... You ran into at the van yeah, show. Yeah, the van show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello. I'm actually headed there for dinner this evening. So. The van show? Oh, no, not the van show. <laughs> thank you, Ryan. <laughs> God damn it. No. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. So uh, if if you're, like, hesitant on becoming a Patreon, the Discord is lit, like, all the time. And if you already have a Discord account, Patreon will automatic, sorry, automatically add you to the yeah. Discord. If it does not, please email me at motorcult at ovalbore.com. Especially I will add you. for, like, cat 
posting and memes. And dank it's, memes. I just added memes. a dank memes category yeah. about a week ago, and it is lit. Yeah. It is at least one fire emoji, possibly more. So, anyway, uh-huh. I didn't mean to steal the thunder there. I am so happy to be back in the studio. Yes. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean... That, you can't get coronavirus here. Oh, that's true. And I forgot, like, this, I mean, this setup, it took a long time to iron it out. Yeah. And it feels I really good. I remembered that after... Uh, the audio survived, but, thank God, from yeah. the auto show, but the video and the audio didn't. Ooh. Yeah. So, like, I have the video, that's okay. I have an audio track, but the video is an MKV format, and the audio just won't merge. I spent an entire, I think I spent seven hours trying to get that together. I'm Ooh. just like, screw this. I'm, it's not worth my time. It, that, that's just all. post them up separately. That's and, uh, been, yeah, that's a tremendous amount of messing around. And I have a thread ripper. Like, I can, it's, yeah. it's quick to do video stuff, but it just, it wouldn't take. So, I'm sorry, the ones of you, um, oh, the camera did get knocked. Uh, oh, did. mine did. Can you just tilt that one down a little bit? Yeah, it's just focusing on me. That's weird. Is the cord just? Try it. There's a, a little foot on the back. See if you can. Technical just Squeeze it together a little bit, and that should aim it down. Oh, more. <clears throat> All right, that's that's yeah, better. That's Thank you for telling me. I didn't even notice that. Um, there we go. I straightened it too. Perfect. Thank you. That's that's. Oh, you can even see the pie. The pizza pie. There we go. Perfect. Um, but yeah, that's it's a sad, but it's totally understandable yeah. to cancel that. I mean, yeah. schools are done. Well, you know, I'm. Yeah, it's whatever. But I think it'd be more sad if somebody like got coronavirus and died. I thought it showed that would kind of suck. Like, right. I don't want that to happen to people. So you know what? Enjoy us on the internet. That's what it's for. Yeah. And there's. Yeah, I was talking to because like. You know, I work in early education. Mm-hmm. Every parent has been asking me, well, what are you guys going to do? What are you guys going to do? And so, like, Are you, like, finally... checking the temperature of kids as they come in? or No, because, like, it doesn't really show up in children. Okay. So we've just been cleaning a shit ton. Like, I literally had a bottle of bleach explode on me. <laughs> and I was like, I, was like I do have extra clothes in my car, but you know what, I'm just going to leave the bleach on me and then I'll be safe. And, you know, those jeans or those leggings are already bleach stained anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I will say, this has birthed some of the best memes I have ever yeah. seen. Oh, yeah. It, it started with Kung Flu, but it's gotten funnier from there. Like, just like the me and my boys at the car show season in 2020, everyone's in a hazmat yeah. suit doing... <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're taking those precautions, but finally a lead teacher and I cornered like our director and we're like, so everything's canceled because she's a Vikings cheerleader and their okay. tryouts were canceled. And I was like, oh, you can practice more. And she's like, my gym was canceled too. Like they yeah, closed I down mean, her gym. Racing, if it's still going on, is going on with empty stands. Yeah. Yes. Uh, most schools are like, yeah, sorry. Because yeah. I mean... I'm gonna tell you what though. the most affected people are the old folks in yes. society. But I mean, children, as you were saying, I mean they're, they're, they're carriers, generally carriers. But they don't experience symptoms other than like a yikes and oh, cops. Yikes. Yeah. So um, one thing though, I imagine street racing is probably lit in the country parts of the country where it's nice and warm outside. It sounds very fun. I'm very mm-hmm. jealous of everyone that gets to do that. I wish I could. It's just cold outside and I can't. You could. You could. Alone? Would. Maybe no. with like one person. Just use like Zello. Don't talk to people with your mouth. Use yeah. it. <laughs> no, like in person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Use electronic mouths. We should all uh, learn sign language. That would be actually be pretty cool. 
but yeah, <clears throat> I the where it's warm out, I, I do kind of envy that because, mm. as we learn, like it's the virus is a little bit more difficulty transmitting when it's warm out. But yeah. I think the thing that would really kill it off more quickly would be like, smoke, like an yeah. excess of just soot. Yeah, like yeah. a really poorly tuned diesel with yes. emissions deletes. Oh, that sounds perfect. Oh, oh how strangely <laughs> topical. As I say, like the, it sounds like uh, the Diesel Brothers. <clears throat> so we are all well aware that deleting emissions devices on vehicles in the United States is a felony. Oh, it's a really? a federal felony. Yes, it is. And the That's Diesel why Brothers Every car I've ever owned always has additional catalytic converters. More cats. And like honestly, who likes to smell a non-catalyzed vehicle? It's just yeah. not, it's not great. No, Unless it's, it's really old. Yeah, it, it never never smells good. And really, the best smells like those like mid two thousands Toyota and Mazda catalyt- catalytic converters, where it kind of smell like eggs. Reminds oh. me of breakfast. Oh. I love that. Yeah, I do that love breakfast. My certainly does, wonderful. That's what I start off most mornings. However, it's weird. It always smells good in America. As soon as you get off American soil, where it's no longer a federal felony, it smells like hot garbage. So weird. Yeah, it's really weird. I and think I mean, it's some. It's something with the air, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why the carb exists, C-A-R-B. Because yeah. <clears throat> um, it makes catalytic converters smell good. So anyway, for those of you, I, I hope you're in this camp of people that do not know about the quote-unquote diesel brothers. They are an internet persona, kind of like a Cletus. And they publicly show them deleting emissions oh, no. devices, essentially, on U.S.-registered street-legal vehicles. So the EPA found out about this, and they issued them eight hundred and forty-eight thousand dollars in fines. Wow! So okay. good, <laughs> great. I yeah, think I really hope that goes to like cleaning up some nasty ecological mess because that that money can do a lot for conservation. Absolutely, I just yeah, like I like you were saying, I hope it actually goes there yeah. and doesn't well, just sit in a you know EPA I fund mean, bank. That is one thing. Um, however. Looking in the, the, the further future, I'm not uh, very thrilled about this because what's next? Are they going to... I'm not saying don't are, delete your emissions shit and tune your car, but don't post it on yeah. YouTube. Well, no, this is a thing. Like, what's next? Are they going to go after Busy Moto for his twin-turbo Porsche that doesn't have a catalytic converter in California? Even no, though it passes because emissions? The, the chassis and the VIN itself are exempt. Okay. Well, so, I mean, I mean, that's why exempt car chassis are worth so much in California. Yeah, that's a good point. That's but why yeah. like, the Blubskis of the world are very I just, sought after. I think, I think Diesel Brothers <laughs> are dumb, but I mean, I still think that's a ridiculous fine and a ridiculous thing to sue somebody over. Well, like if, yes if, and no, but this wasn't one truck. I mean, this was yeah, I dozens. Think, I think it's like, well, I mean, it's done in the name of entertainment, not in the name of like, if it was a shop and the shop's whole it business. It is a shop. Oh, they are? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that sucks for them. Then, Spark, okay, I thought. Sparks Motors. I did not know it was an actual shop. I thought that was a, just a TV show. Nope. Okay, well then that, yeah, yeah, screw them. Like <laughs> Pretty much. I, again, it's, I, I get what you're saying. I agree. I, I like to, on the download, not download, down low, be potentially able to. Maybe Possibly. not restore emissions equipment in a vehicle that have failed. may have had it or failed at some point but yeah. wasn't in there when I got the vehicle. Yeah. Of course, usually by the time we're, <clears throat> most of us are done tuning a vehicle, it runs so much better that it will pass emissions. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I have personally, I, I mean this genuinely, I have never removed an emissions device from a functional vehicle. Yeah. I have plenty from cars I've bought for $300 and scrapped. Sure. But they're, you know, they're junk titles. They go into the, they squeeze into washing machines. It doesn't matter. 
But like I, catalysts are not a hindrance anymore. You can get no, open cell not. cats, no. and like it, yeah, it's a little bit of expense, but you're you have a usable Actually, car. Actually, you know what I you I'm surprised <clears throat> isn't like a cool thing like for people to do. So in rally cars, they are required to run a catalytic converter. Mm-hmm. So they run them as far away from the engine as possible to create as little restriction. That's why if you ever see pictures of rally cars from mm-hmm. the 2000s and the 90s, they always had a catalytic that glowing red exhaust. That was a catalytic converter as placed as a muffler. As long as you can keep oh. them good and hot, because yeah. yeah. the laws of fluid dynamics, you, you, the, the ceramic needs to be glowing Toasty. red hot for And that's it to the pass. thing, is it actually looks super you cool. You obviously don't know that person. Yeah, I wonder if that's a scam call Washington, D.C. Yeah, I yeah. know. Um, but, I mean, th- that's the Hello, thing. is welcome like welcome to Carbitrage. But with... How um, can I help you? But, no, like, with, like... Ooh. Bye. That was a... Please continue. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I think it'd just be cool to have that be, like, the new hot thing for a car. This is, like, you put the catalytic converter at the very end so you see it glowing red hot. Yeah. Because that actually looks super cool. The like, 99... that's one of my coolest... That's one of my favorite things on rally cars. It's the glowing red hot The 991 GT2, the twin-turbo yeah. RS car, has the cats, like, between the turbos and the, the exhaust pipe because that's wow. the only room they have, and they glow all the time. Yeah, that's super sounds, cool. Uh, like the I think the glow of really a cool. cat is so pretty. It looks it would look really cool, like, especially like well, even if you had it further back a little bit, and like if you had a straight shot with like a, a straight through muffler, yeah, and you could see yeah. it glowing. Essentially, you know, what it is, yeah. yeah. You know I love what, glowing cats. Like <laughs> glowing cats remind me of hmm. glass blowing. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Well, it's and that's like so thing, mesmerizing. Yeah. Like. I, you can watch glass blowers at Disney World, which is close right now. Because you can also watch them at a bunch of artist yeah. collectives you, you downtown. You can also just yeah, go to downtown. Northeast. Yeah. But you can like, actually do it. There's too. also a show on Netflix that's a competition glass blowing, and like I suggest you watch it because like you just like watch it go into the fight. It's just it's beautiful. Um, it's one glass, of my favorite. Glass blowing. Is I I think it'd be really rad to see like a like a Mark IV Supra, like a thousand horsepower Mark IV Supra, like on the highway. And you can see through straight like straight pipe exhaust, huge giant like four inch like inner diameter t- exhaust pipe fart can, mm-hmm. and then all the way out the end of it, it's like boiling lava hot yeah. catalytic. That would be I think really imagine cool. the Karens like, that so get cool. freaked out about this. Yeah, all fart exactly. cans need to be full of ceramic matrix. Yes. matrices. Actually, yes. I I think I might do that in the Crestas. I might you put a catalytic converter at the very end. The only thing instead is, of you muffler. will need to run your engine very rich to heat it up like that that far away. If you're not just completely reaming on it all the so time. So you tell me I also want to be shooting flames, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Scare will Karen. be even cooler. <clears throat> it breaks down the cat a little quicker, but whatever. Or, uh, yeah. Flies in the Kieran's windshield, then Safelite gets more money. So Pretty it's much. good for the economy. <laughs> uh, My E30M3 has definitely shot chunks of ceramic out of its exhaust. So, so. speaking oh. of boiling lava-hot yes. temperatures. Um, I love that term so much. <laughs> so I want to talk about... Aerogels. Uh, what for is that? Oh. An aerogel is a uh, gel, or it's, it is a, quite literally a gel, actually, that is 95% air. So that oh, was originally used yeah. in, like, or not air, but it's unused space. But, okay. like, not water. No. Air. Air. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a, it was originally used in aerospace as a heat, as a heat resistant Material because uh-huh. there's so much area for heat well, to escape. I'm sure it's in. a lot lighter. Yeah, and it doesn't weigh anything either. You're correct, uh, and it's also not bad for you like asbestos. Yeah. 
But so if you have mesothelioma, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Call Mesh Besher and Spence. <laughs> but so the uh, yeah, so aerogels have been used originally in aerospace, and now it's being used with EV technology because it's such a good heat transfer material that they use it in they in, use they the actually, heat transfer insulation. Yeah, which one? Sorry, both. is it a good it, or a it, bad? It's, it's a it both. It can do either. It, depending on how you have it made, it can huh. do both. And okay. how you use it, it can be either insulation or a heat transfer. It's kind of cool. Yeah, because what what you do is, if you hold it, you can run a plasma torch up against one side of it and still hold it by hand on like a three inch thick piece. That's kind of neat. But what you can do is align that one surface that's hot. You can transfer heat that way. So it, oh. Yeah. Interesting. So it so, transfers really well uh, in a linear. Exactly. Oh. So it's a it's a really cool material. Um, is this what it looks like here? No, those are durians. What is that? It's a that, stinky fruit. It is the stinkiest fruit. It's called <laughs> the king of the fruits, and it's actually it's this, it's a very popular fruit in Southeast Asia. Is it tasty? Delicious. It's very tasty, mm, but it smells so bad that it's banned on most subways. Yeah, you can't you can't bring it on an airplane because it smells so bad. So I'm guessing the durian fruit has a role and a relationship to this. Yes, because actually okay. the thing that makes it stink, uh, you can actually create a really, really effective um, aerogel out of it, hmm. a carbon-based aerogel. So basically what you do is you, when you have your durian, you eat the yummy bit, and then the bit the that stinks, yeah, you, take, you take the stinky bit, you autoclave it to 180 degrees Celsius. That creates a hydrogel. Uh, then you freeze dry it for 24 hours. That will create an aerogel. And then you put it in a blast furnace at 800 degrees Celsius. This sounds like it takes a tremendous amount of resources to make it. Not really. That's a lot of heat. That's a lot of energy. But one second. You put it in a furnace for 800 <clears throat> degrees Celsius for an hour, and that creates a carbon aerogel. And then you can then make that, you can use that for insulation or heat transfer, whatever, however you decide you want to configure it. And that's actually, that furnace, you can get a kiln up to that hot. Well, yeah, but a kiln uses a shit pile of electricity. Well, what's cool about this is you can make aerogels at home now with durian. So you can make like a home-brewed aerogel solution, and it's actually really sustainable and it's actually about a tenth the amount of energy it takes to make aerogels normally that's cool so that's actually really cool and that that sounds like a parallel to uh uh, as they um pull what's the gas they pull out of water oh hydrogen yeah hydrogen yeah that's that's like the whole issue with the world is like we need to figure out a way to efficiently pull gas out of water or efficiently make hydrogels out of exactly and and like this because like you know, they do go through, like, a lot of durian, like, in, in Southeast Asia. Oh, yeah. Tons. Like, tons I think I would of it. Too, if so, it's and tasty. it's creating, like, so, like, that's it reducing makes... food waste if you're able to turn. Because, like, right, what yeah. you were describing to me yeah. is the stinky part that's is the, the trash largest part. That's the part, part. that it's ma- the majority of the fruit. So, a durian's about this big. So, it's about, yeah, it's That huge. thing at the top of the article is that big? Yeah, yeah. They're about a foot wide. For the audio listeners, it's, yeah, that's 12 inches. It's a spiky, yeah. stinky fruit. Yeah, they're it's bigger than a pineapple. Yeah, you don't yeah. want them to fall on you. That it's would actually hurt. yeah, it's a little bit bigger than a pineapple actually. Wow. They're kind of like <clears throat> the size of a melon. And the the edible piece of it is about the size of a kiwi. Holy oh. cow. So yeah. the rest so of it would be a speed waste. There's a lot of waste with the durian. That's a lot of yeah. food waste. And it's, <clears throat> it it smells unbelievably <laughs> bad. 
It is. I'm picking up on the uh, like the uh, worst smell you've ever smelled. Apparently, <laughs> in the in the United States, the durian is not as good as where it originates in Southeast Asia. It's like like the flavor or the odor. The if, flavor. If okay. you combine like a like on like rotting onions, ooh, sewage, ooh. and turpentine together, ooh. it is that. <laughs> It's so, real nasty. It's it's real wow. bad. Yeah, it is it is remarkably bad. So. Not to mention its spiky appearance. How did anyone think to eat the damn thing? I have no idea. Like <laughs> Jana, the desperation would have been very real. I need an anthropologist to tell me why on earth somebody decided that well, that would be something probably, worth eating. Probably <laughs> I don't know. Oh, like shoot. I did not So mean to do not that. that an anthropologist would know. I don't think anthropologists answer those questions, but you know, somebody who's studying human evolution. I guess that would be an anthropologist. But um, do you think like, probably so because of, like limited resources? You know, like when we have limited resources, we'll do anything. So they probably, you know, were, that's all they could find. Like, that's all that they could find because they used up all the rest of their resources, and they're and like, that makes "This sense, thing yeah. looks." And then it turned out to be delicious. Like it cracked open one day, and they're like, "Oh, that smells!" And then after a couple of days, they're like. Maybe we should try food. that thing in there. What's that taste like? Yeah. <laughs> Tastes delicious. Ooh. Yeah. But so, all right. So this is a thing. With this as a insulator, um, you can use that for super efficient batteries. Or like, well, I mean, or just insulation. Yeah, I mean, or if insulation. If you have that much of it. Yeah. Uh, and then you can also, I mean, there's tons of automotive applications that you can use for that. So like you can run... Um, you can run that as like a turbo blanket. Mm-hmm. You make mm-hmm. a aerogel out of a durian for a turbo blanket. And it's, I mean, it's carbon based, so presumably it's pretty strong too. It's very strong, yeah. So, so you could even use it potentially in a car structure. You theoretically could actually, yeah, because actually um, with most modern cars, when you use them for, you fill the frame rails with foam to strengthen yep. them. Mm-hmm. So you could probably create something like that with it. So, yeah, I think it's really cool. I, I read this on Ars Technica, and I think that the durian aerogel thing is really one of the coolest innovations. Um, you can also make it out of jackfruit as well, if okay. that's more common. But the I don't know what that is either. That's it's another a, Southeast Asian oh, Australian. Yeah, is it also stinky? No. No, it's, it's not stinky, <laughs> but like a lot of people use, like if they're vegan, they'll use it as a meat substitute. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, so it's there's a like lot of jackfruit, here. like pulled pork. It's yeah. like the most. Is it a subsidized thing, thing like soy is for us here? No, no? not no. at all. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, however, between the durian and the jackfruit, because of the durian structure, it, that actually makes a more effective air, uh, carbon aerogel. Fair enough. Out of it, which I thought was really cool. I uh, think I mean it's a great technology. I, I know solid state batteries utilize carbon based stuff a lot too. So I mean, there's potential for yeah. even beyond the yeah yeah uh, lithium iron sulfate batteries we use today. Well, that, that's that's where they were running into issues with super efficient uh, solid state batteries was being able to actually have right. an insulation that's or I think yeah, no, enough. I think it's actually heat transmission because oh, they couldn't it? get the heat away from oh. the the carbon oh, okay. structure quickly enough. Yeah, so, th- so they would overheat. Yeah, so then you can do it because the way that these are actually are made is they still retain the shape mm-hmm. of the durian. So you could, I, I'm not 100 percent sure how you use it for heat transfer. I assume, but I think what you do is you, I think you actually Must run a different medium in between it. Oh, okay. I think that's what you do. Okay. And then that will allow you to transfer heat without heating up everything around it. Sure. I mean, I, I think that's how it would work on that. If it- Trans- if it transfers, you know, in a linear fashion, linear, not an axial yeah. fashion, then yeah, if you like 
wrapped a really thin layer of like nickel or something between layers of this carbon yeah that you could pull a, a shit pile of heat out of it and that's what they do with traditional <clears throat> aerogels like mm-hmm. in like nasa is the you can run it that way but i think with this one since it'll still unless you process it it'll still keep the structure of the durian i think you'll actually be able to run kind of like when people pour aluminum down like an old anthill or something they'll i pull molten pour molten aluminum down anthills but i mean like if some like if like beautiful that that's actually like a form of sculpture making that people do Mm -hmm. uh and so if you guys have never uh youtube that by the way do it because it is gorgeous yeah so like glass blowing exactly very similar it's very natural fluid shapes i imagine they'd probably do something like that with the aerogel I, I mean, more technology is always great. I mean, even if this sits on a shelf for 10 years or something like that before somebody's able to, you know, make use of it, I think it's still fine. Well, yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's going to be like as big as the, as the transistor, but it's one of those things where it's like you had the transistor that made modern electronics possible, and right now we're looking for a something that's going to be able to make like a, a functional aerogel that can make... Uh, super efficient batteries possible this might be the it it might be it otherwise like we always need better means of heat transmission and insulation so either way this also benefits uh like small like developing nations in southeast asia like if you have a ton of durian and everybody eats durian and you have a bunch of power yeah like aren't not even a bunch of power you have a bunch of durian husks which you can burn in a kiln yeah. Can can you get an outdoor kiln that hot? Like when you use wood cuz that does use a lot of resources. The issue is Wait, 800 is C? 800 degrees Celsius yes, and you you, you want to do it in a nitrogen You re- might need some um uh introduction of additional air yeah. to make it that yeah, it's it's not hard to get wood fires up to like 12 to 1600 degrees okay. Celsius. I so mean yeah, that's eight, ridiculous. 800 degrees so is totally doable. You can do it with doable. limited yeah, technology. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can do it on small scale. So that's what I thought was so cool about this. You can now make an aerogel at your house. So like, try this at home, kids. Yeah, I know, right? Like you get, you get home. Well, I mean, like, it's cool. Ask you your can, parents if you can make an aerogel out of a durian fruit. <laughs> you can you can homebrew aerogel oh, now. <laughs> take that, Karen. Jimmy, you need to take out your socks. It's God not my damn socks, it, Karen. Mom. <laughs> so, I thought everybody would appreciate that. I, you know, I appreciate the technology. It's it's cool to learn it's about really stuff cool. like that because it's completely out of the limelight. Nobody even thinks to mention something like that. It might have been a better uh, I learned this week thing, but either way, I'm 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 not at all mad about it. Uh, I want to transition very quickly to a car maker that we and the rest of the world don't care about. Yeah. However, God, we I am this car maker. mentioning this car manufacturer because the thing that they're making probably for like a week before they cancel it, has been spotted in the wild with a manual. Oh, look at that. So the Cadillac CT5, which I understand. I don't know what it is either. So it turns out this is a CTS-V. It's a CT5-V. Why do they just call it the CTS? I don't know. Well, I don't thought to call it the Katera. But either way, a prototype of this has been spotted with a seven-speed manual. And that's cool. I'm going to mention anything that crops up in the world with a stick shift at this point. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's fair. Um, oh, ultra yeah. performance CT5V. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm excited about this because right now we've talked about the G70 a lot. Yeah. Yes. That's the only kind of highline luxury sedan you can buy right now with a manual. The ATS is on its way out. This is the kind of ATS CTS success. Why don't they just call it the ATS? I don't know. I understood what an ATS was. I know what a CTS is. 
Yet we have this. I call this... it a Cimarron. I don't care. But the fact that it has a manual, and I mean, really it looks cool. fine. So the new Katera, uh, the new Katera has a stick, which is is good. I'm sure it has a fabulous engine. The the drive is really good at just finding all the stuff in the woodwork. And this might be like who knows, might be a specific market only. I've never, I don't think I've heard of a Cadillac ever having a manual. Oh, the 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 CTSs CTSs have always had them. Yeah, they, they they had manuals. I mean, that was kind of the claim to fame for at least the Gen 2 CTSV. Like, hey. We have this 555 horsepower LSA, and oh, it's okay. a manual. Yeah, you can get a manual V8 rear-wheel drive wagon wow. from Cadillac. Right, and they that's are, really awesome. Yeah, you so look at the like, purchase price of those now, it's more used of the bunch. Of, it's like the 1M. Yeah. You pay more now for that car than you did new. So that's why everybody gets really excited when they see Cadillac CTSs yeah. at car shows. So if you ever see like all my friends just running to a Cadillac CTS, that's why. Because yeah, okay. you can get an LS. I just, manual rear-wheel drive my, wagon. My director drives a Cadillac crossover, and that's just what I imagine. But the crossovers yeah, a, were never sold. That's what stick. almost all of them are, are crossovers. Yeah, that's just so. like, I just the assume Cadillacs are crossovers. Yeah, like an SRX or something like that, or whatever they call the new SRX, the yeah, XT. No, no the, what was the, the old big sedan? They renamed their crossover that. What? It's an XTS, that's what it is. That's so dumb. Yeah, I, they went okay. from the DTS to the XTS, the big sedan, and now they're crossover, like they're... Equinox is an XTS. I'm just like that makes no sense. This alpha numerical what? soup means nothing to me. That's like when you called me. that wagon thing uh, Taurus. Do you remember Can when they make... used to just name all their yeah. all their cars after towns in Spain? Like that was really I nice. I really miss yeah, car Milan manufacturers. And, well, naming... Milan, Mer- as, as Mercury. Mercury, yeah. No, I'm thinking like the Seville, the oh. Deville, the Catera. Like that was a town in Italy, the Catera. No, no, it's Spain, I think. Oh, Spain, sorry. Because I know, I know Seville's in Spain. I think Deville is in Spain. But. But yeah, can can car manufacturers just keep coming up with names? I don't like these numbers. Because I never know what anybody's talking about because I'm very dyslexic. So this is the irritating thing is when you have a car have an actual name, that's different. That, that's a lot harder to market from one country to another than an alphanumerical something I understand, but I just, I never, I literally never know what anybody's talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I... I just, if you mention letters and numbers, I'm going to shake my head like I know what you're talking about, but I absolutely do not know what you're talking well, about. Well, it's, it's, so it's like with like Subaru in the 80s, the GL10 was also called the Leon and yeah. the Loyal and the GL, and they had a different name everywhere, and uh, Honda's actually pretty good about being normal, but I mean like... There are a lot of manufacturers that just completely change the name of a car for no reason. Like this is yeah. the Geo Metro was called the Suzuki Swift. Yeah. The Suzuki Cultist. Uh or Cult Cultist? No. It is Cultist. Yeah. I, I guess was, I've never seen was, one of those. That, that was in everywhere except for Japan and America. Uh the it was called the Vauxhall Metro. Like there's like they had all these different names for the Suzuki Swift. Like, in no. every country, they had a different name for it. It's super weird. So, we're just, the takeaway from this topic is car names are confusing and manuals are awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean. Pretty much. You I, could have. I just did a little bit of research. I'm like, I, I legitimately can't find either the sedan or the CUV we were just talking about from Cadillac. Because they're, they're they pulling said, a Lincoln Infinity. We have no idea yeah. what the thing you just made is. But I know that that is a relatively mid-size-ish sedan with 
power and a manual. So that's cool. That's cool. I wish I knew what it was. <laughs> right. Like, like these great cell phone pictures taken out of a 90s potato. I'm like, that's great. But. These fo photos like these are actually snuck through the factory. You're not supposed to be able to see this. Right. But we yeah. do. So thank you. The drive. Um, also, thank you for not like trying to force me into not using Adblock anymore. Yeah. That's very... We used to not use your articles at all because of that. So. Yeah, that is true. Either way. Um, what was it? There was the... So there's an Audi e-tron that is... Also known as an e-tron. Which is shit in French? French and shit, yep. Yeah, shit in French. Shit in French. And then there was the the Nova in South America, yep, which, which meant no-go. No <laughs> <laughs> and then Toyota MR2 in France, which is merde, MR2, which, which means, is shit. Which means shit. Same um, thing as e-tron. <laughs> toy when Toyota first came to America, they called their cars the Toyota Pets. As oh, a last-minute name change, because they almost called it the Toyolet. Mm-hmm. We did talk about this yeah. one. So, <laughs> Janet, this is why they... <laughs> oh, Scott <laughs> just said another one. The Renault Le Car meant bus in French. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a Renault 5 in France. Yeah, so yeah. so this is why they changed names. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I get it. I understand. I'm just saying the numbers and letters, like, are just so confusing. Why is the internet here shitty? <laughs> so another really good one is um Screw when lada came to everywhere except for the soviet union because you were just kind of given a car yeah in, in the soviet union they didn't care about the name so the name was literally just a bunch of numbers so a 21023 was a lada riva wagon for the police mm. so in England, because they didn't want to give somebody an area code for the name of their car, they decided just to call it the Lotteriva Estate. Mm. And they did simplify it. And so other brands, so that's kind of where this like whole naming thing is, where you have to kind of simplify for other markets. Yeah. Uh, and then Lotteriva is such a completely different name. Are, is everything going okay? Because I see OBS looks like it crashed. Are we Give okay? it a second. The Boo. Twitch is currently Boo. offline. Boo. Okay. Well, I'll just keep rapping about Wada, I guess, Do it. for the foreseeable future. But you see, that's the thing is, like, you need to be careful with like, what, how you name cars. But when you're naming your cars, you have to be consistent with it. You can't be, like, Cadillac doing a never-ending alphanumerical soup that changes with every generation. It has to be something like, God, you know, piece of shit. If you look at, like, say, a Volvo 245. Jan, what do you think a Volvo 245 is? Because you know what a Volvo 240 is, right? Yeah, it's a wagon. Yeah, it's a wagon. So Volvo's alphanumerical soup's really simple. Two was the second trim level from base model. So the okay. one series was their base. Two was their second one up. And then the four would imply a four-cylinder, and five would imply five doors. So two, okay. four, five. So that made sense. And then when so you, it's a hatch? Yeah, it's a wagon. It's a five-door. Okay. Yeah, it's a five-door wagon. So that's why um, it, when you see, like, those old, like, Volvos from the 70s that are, like, 240s that the round headlights are called 245s. Am I thinking of the 242? That was the Bertone the 240. <clears throat> no, the 242 is their race car. It was a two-door of the What's the, the Bertone one? The Volvo uh, 740 Bertone. Seven was their highest trim level. Oh, okay. And then they had, uh, the 740 uh, Bertone. I thought it was like a 745 or something. No, 745 is a BMW. Well, I know that, but I just thought it had a, a weird... Yeah, no, but it was... You just called it Bertone Coupe. 
780. Yeah, 780, that's what it was. Yeah. And then they also had a really cool flip-up headlight hatchback as well. Are we back on Twitch? We are. All right, good. I, it was running out of Alpha Miracle Soup to talk I about. I swapped over to the association Wi-Fi because apparently my 100 megabit symmetrical internet here can't handle 2,000 kbps constantly. That's mm, what I, a I, load I, of crap. I have commercial network Blood hardware. Steve in told here. me to move to Infinity. Uh, nobody knows anything about Infinity. Infinity doesn't mean anything. Everything's a Q something or other. I don't know what Q any means. Of it is. Sedan QX means SUV. Beyond that, I have no clue. Yeah. It's it, it doesn't mean anything. So <sighs> anyway, I want to I want to talk about the Amelia Island Concourse. Of course you do. Uh, did you know <clears throat> that a Duesenberg Model J one? Yeah, surprising. I did not know that. That was a very weak. That yeah, was better. better. <clears throat> um, so pre-war bell. I actually had the, I looked up this guy because I had some time. I was pooing. Um, Is and this Japlopnik? Uh, this one actually was originally from Haggerty, but what I want to talk about is not the car, because I don't care that Duesenberg won Amelia Island. That's to be expected. I want to talk about George Wittell Jr., the man who purchased and spec'd out said Duesenberg. Originally? Yeah. This dude might be the most eccentric Duesenberg owner I've ever heard of. Well, they're all very eccentric, so that's interesting. This guy, like... This guy, like, fights Jay Gatsby. (laughs) Seriously, this dude's like... Is he old or new money? He is uh, old money. He's, old money. he's nice. an heir to old money. He so, never worked a day in his life. Okay, so he's a St. Paul folk, not a yeah. Minneapolis yeah. folk. He, okay. he made. He lived. He lived to be like eighty or, or something. Sorry, pig's eye. And he never worked a day in his life, ever. He just lived off his money from PG&E because his father founded Pacific Gas and Electric, and he was originally. They got their money for Pacific Gas and Electric from the Gold Rush. So, so. how nice was his Summit Avenue mansion? Uh, it was unbelievable. You know, he actually, uh, he, he never really liked what he was given in life. I mean, he definitely used it. But, I mean, the thing is, he, he really got to use it as much as possible. Can I share my, my favorite part? I'm getting to it. Because oh. I, I, I'm just getting to him as a, as a kid. Um, <laughs> when he was a teenager, Oof. he actually, uh, he, he, like, ran away and joined the circus. Literally, when he was yeah. 14 years old, didn't tell anybody where he's going. He went missing for like years, and then came back when he was like 17 after being in the circus for years. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, when he came back, his parents had discovered that he had married a chorus girl from a cabaret. Is that this? Yeah, this chick? is my favorite part. Uh, no, no, that's th- not. this is not this one. Okay. Uh, but then, as they were getting married, he found out that the chorus girl was really excited about because she knew that he had a lot of money. Ah. And so he divorced her and immediately got engaged to another chorus girl. Which, like, by the way... <laughs> Is that this one? No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Like, like, so she married her him for money, but none of the money he had was, was his. his. Yeah. So she got zero Nothing. things. None so he probably got more out of the divorce than so she did. So it's like a shell corporation. Is yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> and the second wife did oh the same God. thing. And so, anyway, World War I starts, and he's <laughs> literally bored. So he decides to go to war. He uh, wasn't drafted. He, he was just drafted. bored. He's like, I want to go to war. I don't... He did the circus. I want to go to war. That war would be fun. Oh, yeah, my God. He, he had nothing to do. He's just a bored playboy. So he goes to war. Um, he's an ambulance driver, fights on the front line sh- briefly. Um, and then he comes back. When he comes back, he has another wife. This one is French. 
the one Is pictured. that this one? Yes, that's the one photo. All right, the one pictured. pictured. No. This one actually lasts, uh, so that's good. Um, did she surrender to him? I imagine she did. The white flag of war. Yes. So uh, now it's George. It's post-war at this point. It's the 1920s. It's roaring. Everybody's excited. This guy has all of the money in the world, right? So he decides he's to start collecting Duesenbergs. This is where this car comes in. Well, when he's collecting Duesenbergs, he also collects his menagerie of exotic animals, and he gets this cat. Uh, if you can t- bring up a photo of his cat from the Carbitrage notes, you'll love his cat. His cat's really cute. Let me can this real quick. Yeah. His cat, he is the cutest cat in the world. Uh, this is his cat, cat Bill. Bill. Yes. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy. What oh, a good boy. So this is Bill, his cat. He's the Dude. biggest fan of the Duesenbergs. He was. This uh, reminds me of a cat down at the uh, uh, wildlife sanctuary we go to whenever I visit the Myers in Texas. Yeah. So when um, George when George got Bill the cat... Uh, Bill, a, Bill, Bill is a lion. For people I can't see, he is quite he's literally one big cuter. Oh, he's quite oh. literally, literally a lion. He King got, of the scritches. Yes, yeah. he is. He oh. actually raised Bill from uh, a kitten. He got him, and Bill's favorite thing to do was to go on rides. Oh my god! And the Duesenberg that actually won Amelia Island still had scratches in the seats from Bill. Awesome. Yeah. So, oh my god, this, this is epic. This guy is great, right? <laughs> um. Anyway. So he collects his Duesenbergs. He's got Bill's his cat. Um, and his then, wife also has a cheetah. So he decides he wants to just not be part of PG&E anymore, like at all. Doesn't okay. he doesn't even work? He's on the board of like trustees. He's like, I don't want any of this. Takes all of his money, all of his all of his stock he has in PG&E. He takes and he pulls it out of the stock market in September of 1929. Oh. That's just before a certain... Weeks before the stock market crash. Anyway, so I can only imagine at this point in time, he's decided that he's going to buy the Nevada half of Lake Tahoe, which he literally bought the entire half of of Lake Tahoe in Nevada because it's a tax haven. (laughs) Um, And so he goes there with what I can only imagine is his French wife, a Duesenberg full of money bags, everything he owns strapped to the roof, and money blowing out the windows while Bill like bats around a wad of 20s. In the back. <laughs> like so, I'm rolling in money in a Duesenberg. Oh, he gets what a this good boy. He gets his cat or he gets his wife a cat as well. She had a leopard. Oh um, he collects other animals. He's got a bear, a bunch of other cute animals. I care about that. But he bought the majority of Lake Tahoe because he wanted his animals to have somewhere to go run around outside. And actually, Bill lived to be twenty years old. That's a lot for a lion. Lions only lived to be about 14 in the wild. So actually, at this point in time, he was taking better <laughs> care of his menagerie of animals than zoos were taking of their animals. I know, look how cute he is. And he'd take them on rides in their Duesenbergs and bring and them on to his yacht. look at those murder mittens. Yes. This guy's ballsy. Yes, he like, was. <laughs> that he could die in like three seconds. Yeah, there's a really beautiful Art Deco photo of his wife, on a on a like chase lounge with her leopard. Chase. Yeah, if you look up, um, if, if you just Google George Patel Jr. Uh, li- yeah, and then like George Patel Jr. Lion, and then you'll get pictures of Bill. Two T's or one. W H I T T E L L. Whittell. Yeah, Whittell. 
and lion. If you go through the Google, fo- there's yeah, a picture right there of her. Of her oh, leopard. what a sweet kitty! Isn't this great? And he also had an elephant. I don't care. And in a greyhound. Yeah, that's fine. That's it's hard. such a small photo. I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter. It's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> and his wife loved her cat. Um, so the lion hated going on his uh, wood yacht called the Thunderbird, um, but that cat liked going on the yacht. So it was really funny that whenever they go on the Sweet! yacht, Bill would wait for them at the end of the dock. Oh, buddy. <laughs> was he pouting? Really did did he have imagine. a green light waiting for them? <laughs> He's literally oh, Bill. the best story ever. These are the goodest giant cattos. Yep. Uh, when George Wattell Jr. eventually died, he gave back all of his land for his animals, gave it back to the University of Nevada for conservation. Really, really cool guy. The most wholesome, perfect Duesenberg owner ever. So, yeah, this guy, I needed to talk about him because the dude collected adorable cats. Just such with, kitties. With, with, I know, right? This is perfect. I love this. This is, like, the best story Can ever. Can I also mention that photography back in the day required absolute stillness, yeah. and there are perfect photographs of both his wife's leopard and his lion. That's our good kitty. Those are very, very good, good kitties. Yes. They're very cute. Oh. That means like those animals trusted them yes. super. Well, they also was lived... the leopard raised from a kitten too? Uh, yes. And what was actually really cool is they actually lived with prey species and they didn't attack the prey. Hmm. So like there was an elephant mm-hmm. that like the lion and the leopard could have easily eaten. And so they chose this is not like to. the Tom and Jerry cartoon, yeah. but for real. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I think it's like the best thing ever. They also had a, a, a greyhound. Yes, they did. And they, oh yes, I forgot they, to talk about that. They had the greyhound, and they only got the greyhound so the the leopard had somebody to run with. And the oh. the greyhound and the leopard would, the greyhound the leopard would do zoomies back and forth. Because the damage, yeah. <laughs> the damage. Well, when they were when that when they were outside, because the greyhound okay. needed to be like in a fenced area, so the leopard would be on the other side of the fence. They'd do zoomies back and forth. So cute. Ah, I'm dying. <laughs> So, yeah, that is uh, the story yeah, of zoomies. George Wattell Jr., the most ah. Duesenberg owner, Duesenberg owner ever. Who is a secret conservationist. Yeah. Like the, in the 20s. Like, the, that doesn't... the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> so you cannot, literally cannot beat that guy. He's so much cooler. I've, like, my next story, like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's <laughs> so lame in comparison. That's I put that one out last. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I unlasted it because I didn't have my last topic. Well, here, why don't you tell us about your last topic, or do you want to make this your first topic for next week's episode? Because you're going to be heading off that episode since I headed off this one. Uh, hold on. Just bear with me one moment. Let me look at next episode. We're like right on the money for where we should be ending. So You know, yeah. All right, we'll let's we'll just... do this topic next week. What did we learn? What I learned uh, last night, weirdly enough, uh, Lizzie McGuire surprisingly good movie oh the lizzie mcguire movies yeah what, uh, what year was that movie 2003. Ah, crap also so i can't watch it yeah no you can on disney plus no i don't have it on lazy disc uh, oh mm, you, know, you know that about me we, we might be able to find it on hd dvd yeah it, it is a surprisingly good movie. let me do a movie. quick here google yeah and 
yeah, I, I was shocked it by was how good that was. Really, and it, it's funny. I will say, we've been surprised by some, like, really odd, like, Truth About Cats and Dogs yeah. from 93. Exactly. Excellent movie. Yeah. So, like, and has the most realistic, like, phone sex scene of every movie yeah. ever. Since... <laughs> oh, actually, also, Alex Borstein, Sorry, short, yeah, short little round Jewish lady, Alex Borstein, uh, Lois from Family Guy. She's in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah, she's really? The, yeah. She's oh, the her voice. That would be hard to get around. Um, but the... Lizzie McGuire movie. I've been trying to get Ryan to watch it since I have it. Like, I've got the DVD, but it's it's skipping because I watched it so much as a child. Um, but, like, I've been trying to get him to watch it. I wouldn't and the he time was fighting it. And then we needed a short movie to watch last night. It's and I was available. like, the Lizzie McGuire movie. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he watched it. And he's like, wow, it's filmed in Italy? It's got the all the cutest cars. Like they, really? they nailed it. Yeah, yeah like the, the cover art makes it look like it's going to be an in sync music video. It's yeah, I know. That's why I didn't want to watch it. It well, looked I, awful. I understand that. And so I watch it. Uh, the uh, the love interest in it, this guy named Paolo, uh, he drives a two stroke Vespa, and his security guard has a convertible, uh, like mid 90s uh e-class okay w210 yeah. or a, a late 124 late 124 okay convertible Ooh, very cool 300 ce yeah very cool mm-hmm. um and then they powell also has this like really cool like coach built something yeah like coach built like... like smart which like it's just a yeah it's really weird it's like, it's like a brabus or something yeah yeah well it's like a d-bodied smart basically it's <sighs> really cool like i need to look at what that is i was gonna go on imcdb yeah. and i forgot I um, guess I could torrent it. I would yeah. highly recommend it. It is worth your time. Like, totally worth watching. Um, so, yeah, that's what I learned. Jan, what did you learn? Um, what did I learn? Well, you know, school has been shut down. So I didn't learn anything because that's education. Well, it's also spring break. But, you know, at um, work I've discovered. So I've just, like, I've always been much more of a cat person than a dog person. Like, yes. I don't have anything against dogs, but I'm slowly building up things against dogs. Because <laughs> ever since the service road to to the building we rent from for my preschool has closed because people were using it as a shortcut to get onto Highway 100, and the church didn't want to maintain a public road. So they closed it off. And ever since then, the neighborhood has decided that it's an off-leash dog park. Oh, my God. So the that dogs sounds poorly. run up to our windows and Rile distract the kids, the kids during valuable teaching time. And there's no way you can compete with a rogue dog as a preschool teacher. Pretty much no. And so that has always That makes me think of Sandlot. And then also, because, like, I leave out of the side entrance, which is where they often walk their dogs, um, I'll have dogs run up to me as I'm trying to get into my car. And thankfully, I'm, like, somewhat of a dog person. So, like, I'm okay with it. But I get really nervous because there's dogs running in a parking lot that I have to drive through. Well, there's a 90-pound bag of meat hurtling toward you and you don't know why. So, like, I'm not... That's true. I usually can see them while I'm walking out, but there's been times where I've been surprised by dogs, and I really don't like that at the end of the day. I mean, even at work, our shop, there are two or three people there that have, like, adorable, very clean labs, but they bring them to work, and, like, sometimes they're out of their kennel, and, like, I'm trying to do my job, and I'm holding laptops and stuff, and one will just jump up up, like, jump up on me and lick my face. I'm like, buddy, 
You're very cute, but please stop. Please stop it. I'll pet yeah. you in a few minutes. Yeah. I'll go pet him. And so, cute. like, I've been building this, like, like, uh, ickiness <laughs> towards dogs. I, see that I don't, like, 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 <laughs> like it's just, like, I, I'm becoming more and more uncomfortable with them doing this because they also use our playground to just, like, let their dogs out. I'm like, this is How much dog property. poopy is there? We're, well, now that the snow has melted, I'm finding literally piles of like it's not of even dog like where it's not piles of dog poop it's piles of bags of dog poop what the hell like so Dude, they dog owners it up are usually and the they worst. just and they've left them by our front entrance they've left them in our playground and i was like this is the most high traffic for children why are you leaving your dog shit and we've got an industrial garbage can in our parking lot like, you're already walking your dog on your property. So, Feel right. free to use our garbage, but you don't. So you learned that you don't like dogs? I am because they're, they're testing my limits because these people think that off-leashing their dogs So you learned where your, your limit was with dogs. Yeah. And right, what did you learn? I learned that people will either be in... It's Okay, I, I learned that COVID-19 is a very dualistic thing. Yes. You either do not care at all or the world is ending. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. I told the... I'm in the I don't care at all camp. I, uh, I, I had a delivery driver that said that she... She was like, right, she says, I just went to Dollar Tree and bought like $30 worth of toilet paper at Dollar Tree. Part of the problem. And I'm like, how much do you poop? And she goes, well, you don't know how long the stores are going to be closed for. I'm like, okay, how much do you poop? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me reiterate. How much poop comes out of your butthole? I, I buy... A box of toilet paper every six months, maybe. It, we last one did nine months. The Costco one, yeah. thirty-six rolls or whatever. It's a lot. I get, but I bought thirty-six rolls for my entire shop. Corey I, just happened to run us out during the middle of a pandemic. Mm. Thanks, Corey. Yeah, this thank is, you, Corey Kong. Yeah, you have a bidet. Corey, Here I do. Yeah. Corey should have to drive in half an hour out of his way to go use the bidet. I made him buy the TP this time Good. when we found two packs it. Yeah. Two different packages of toilet paper at a high V. Luckily, well, we, we, we went... saw our Donald Trump uh, <laughs> backup roll. So. Excellent. Very yeah, good. no, we went to Trader Joe's. And Trader's like, Joe. And we've gone like five times in the last week. Because like, we're smart people. We're slowly stocking up as opposed to panic buying. Okay. And so yeah. we're, we're just like... Having some stock on hand makes sense for this kind of stuff. But yeah. like... Panic buying is just no. Okay. So we we've been going to different grocery stores and buying like little bits here and there. Sure. And I wanted to just get one pack of toilet paper just in case. And I was like, oh great, Trader Joe's is going to have a small pack. Trader's Joe. Trader's Joe is going to have a <laughs> small <you>. pack. <laughs> and apparently, all of their like the only paper product left was napkins. And I'm like, dear God, what are you? What are you people? thinking i like, ordered on prime now because i didn't want to deal with it i'm like i need tp and then i guess i'll grocery shop yeah so i placed my order right after placing it about five minutes into it your personal shopper has started your order 15 seconds later one of your items i get a text message one of your items is out of stock would you like to select and approve the substitute it was like your bag of tortilla chips this brand isn't available oh. do you want to sub for this one i'm like sure i don't care yeah. same amount same price 15 seconds later, again, this item's out of stock. Please log into your app to approve. Yeah. TP's out of stock. Would you like these flushable wipes instead? I'm like, no. I would like to cancel my order. Yeah. So oh I had to cancel my order because, like, even Amazon is out of TP. Yeah. I will tell you that you can still get a 1,000 rolls of toilet paper on Alibaba for 71 cents a roll. Yeah, but how long does it take to ship? 
because let keep this in mind paper products carry covid 19 or covid 19 really efficiently yeah so i that would be i would probably say six to nine months okay that's just, okay just hold your butt for that one I I am not going to do that. You can also get, uh, according to another Eric I know, you can get bidets on Amazon Prime for $60. So There you go. I, I didn't see that. So now you can get a bidet. That's our fact of the week. You can get a bidet on Amazon Prime. You, yeah, I mean, they, they sit on top of your existing turlet, and they, they work pretty well. There you go. Now we know. So anyway, thank you for listening to Garbatrage. We will that catch our, you guys we love you. next Bye. week. That, that if our, you're still alive, we'll be here. So That, that was our fact for the day. Bye. Uh, bye. Bye.